Publishing for Profit podcast is brought to you by Ghostwriters and Co. Earn more money by publishing better content and learn how to increase your thought leadership so you can build your brand. Head over to ghostwritersandco.com for more information. That's ghostwritersandco.com. And now, your host, Joel Mark Harris. Hello, and welcome to the Publishing for Profit podcast. This is your host, Joel Mark Harris. Today, we are interviewing Bethany Lamb. Uh, she is the founder and owner of B Media Group. Uh, she does social media marketing, otherwise known as pay-per-click. Uh, so any sort of advertisement on social media, uh, she does. Uh, and so, you know, social media advertising, obviously super important for any business owner. If you can master it, uh, you can uh, pretty much get any type of customer that you want. Uh, so we dive deep into how to create a marketing campaign on social media. We talk about the different platforms you use and what sort of budget you need. Uh, great conversation. Here is Bethany Lamb. Bethany, thank you so much for being on the show today. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks. Thanks for having me. How are you? Very good. I'm good. I'm excellent. Yeah, busy, awesome. busy morning. Uh, we both had busy mornings. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I want to start with your entrepreneurial journey and yeah. how you founded B Media Group. Yeah, totally. Um, I think, I mean, probably the real story goes back a while, but um, I, most of the quote unquote jobs that I have have been kind of like independent um, sales and that type of thing. Um, and I have worked in digital marketing for close to 12 years. So I've always kind of had the mind to do something like that by myself. Um, and I, so I founded, um, it's now called B Media. I did just change that name a few months ago, but um, I founded the original company about three years ago um, after I'd been doing different social media, um, like working in social media for a while, promoting different things. And then I just decided that I wanted to actually work with different clients um, to help them grow their presence. Um, I guess when I was doing it for myself before I started to realize that it's a lot of work. And so um, I figured that there would be some business owners who could use some help with doing so or with uh, having someone do it for them. So why the rebrand? Yeah, well, when I, um, the old company was called Social Bee Marketing. Um, and there, obviously, the B was for Bethany, kind of. It was a play on words um, for like a social B and then my name. But um, I just started to feel like I wanted to freshen it up a little bit. Um, and of course, like being around for a few years, I wanted to um, just, I guess, talk about more things that I do, which is kind of where the group came in. Because um, before I was really focused on only doing like Facebook ads and that type of thing. And now, um, we have like different off uh, different services that we offer too. So, mm. yeah. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about those services? Yeah, sure. Um, so recently we started doing more content for companies. Um, also, um, like Instagram growth and a little bit of LinkedIn marketing too. Um, not so much ads on LinkedIn, but more like direct messaging campaigns to kind of get sales appointments and that type of thing. 
and um yeah of course still doing the ads and um on facebook and instagram and youtube mm. and and so i i thought it was interesting so your company's b period um <laughs> so what like what does yeah. the period stand for is there any um yeah, is there any relevance to that? Or is that just something, some like sort of graphical element? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, it's kind of, so the B in B Media is meant to be, um, to represent like how we help our clients present themselves. So like helping them, like on my website, I have a whole um, list of it, but helping them be bold or, um, dynamic or creative or um, visual or impactful or whatever and like ultimately coming back to helping them be like be you like be themselves online so um, yeah I guess I just leave the dot in there to really separate it from the rest but mm. um, yeah it's cool. kind of visual too I guess <laughs> yeah yeah so so uh, during the the research for this podcast you know, I did, I watched a lot of your videos and they're all really amazing. And one, but the one that really stuck out for me was the one where you talked about entrepreneurship and how supposedly it's really hard, but it's, you know, and the point you make in the video is as no harder than any other path you take. It's no harder than a nine to five job. So I, I, I'm very curious about where that came from and what you meant by that video. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good call. I do. I do remember that video that you're talking about. Um, to be honest, when I made that, it was a little bit of a rant. Um, after some talking to a friend, I, um, I guess like I've always, I always work a lot. I or quote unquote a lot. Um, I I love what I do though, so I don't know. Um, I I do spend a lot of time doing it. And on this particular day, um, one of my friends had kind of just like question why, like, why do I do it? Why do I work so long or so many long hours, that type of thing. Um, and to me, in my mind, it's just like, you know, like you said, it's not, if you do something different, you're not necessarily going to have it easy, right? Like we don't get out not doing anything just because you're not starting your own business or working for yourself and that type of thing. So um, I've honestly, like I, I think I mentioned before, I have had other jobs, even though they were more independent, but it's hard, like for me, it's kind of hard to feel like you have no control over what you're doing or, um, you know, like have someone else be telling you what to do or, um, you know, like kind of limited options like that. So that's kind of where it came from. It was a little bit of a rant, just kind of going off of all of that and saying that, you know, you're, it's gonna, you're gonna have challenges no matter what you decide to do. So you might as well um, do it for yourself. Mm. I think too that when you're stuck in or I guess quote stuck in a nine to five job that mm -hmm. you don't get the exposure you do as a entrepreneur and then you don't you don't grow and I think that's especially important now during COVID times when you know if you lose your job or you know the economy sucks and you're not able to do what you love that's can be a real problem whereas entrepreneurs we're almost used to that sort of environment. So we're a lot, we can pivot and change and grow a lot easier than mm -hmm. um, people who, who don't have that environment and are not forced to, to um, take challenges on, right? Um, mm -hmm. So I don't know if you want um, to 
to comment on that, but I can move on. Um, but go ahead. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, um, like it's almost exactly what you said. I agree with like you're in some ways as an entrepreneur, you're stuck in that sort of situation on a, I don't want to, maybe not daily, but <laughs> on a pretty regular basis. So, you know, when you're forced to kind of shift like that, it's, you know, maybe just figuring things out a little bit differently, but you're probably not feeling it as much as somebody who's been at the same job for how many years and then has to, uh, has that comfort and then they have to go out and feel like they're by themselves uh, or trying to figure out what to do for the first time in however long so yeah I definitely agree with you on that. Mm -hmm. So when you started out as an entrepreneur what sort of skills did you feel like you needed to, to grow and learn in? Um, yeah that's a good question. I well, with this business, I mean, I like I said, I'd been doing online marketing for close to 12 years in different capacities. So um, I kind of had that part down. But I think what I really um, needed to work on was um, probably sales. And like I had done a lot of sales before, actually, but it was more to consumers. So talking to business owners and you know, like selling a service to help with their business wasn't really something that I was that familiar with. So that would have probably been the number one thing. Yeah, I think selling yourself as well, is very hard. It's, it's a lot easier to sell a product that you're not, you know, you're not so close to, but saying like, hire me, that's, that can be really challenging, <laughs> right? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, we like business owners, we all need to, to market ourselves. We all need to be on social media. What, at what point should a company consider hiring a service like yours? Mm. Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, so I guess maybe I'll reframe it slightly to like how, like the types of clients that I look to work with, which is usually um, when they're at the point, like I guess with professional services like real estate or if it was like a, um, healthcare practitioner like chiropractic or naturopath something along the lines of that um, if there's kind of a team of a few of them working together maybe like anywhere from two to five working together um, that's kind of when the service would be best suited or else a business uh, like a service business like um, restaurants not a great example right now but um, a restaurant or something like that where they have like five to 10 employees. So um, kind of at that size, it gives them, um, they sort of have the need and the, the ability to actually like handle a little bit of growth that comes from social. Um, and usually they have enough of a budget where it makes sense to actually pay an outside person to do that as well, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. Yeah. So if they're, they, maybe they're not big enough or they just don't feel like they're ready to hire um, a marketing company, what mm -hmm. are some tactics that somebody can use in order to grow their marketing and grow their business? Yeah, totally. Um, well, the great thing about social is that people love seeing what you're up to, what you're all about. So, um, I, and I mean, <laughs> that doesn't go without saying it can be a full-time job, especially if you're on Instagram or something like that, where you're taking a lot of photos, doing little videos. Um, people love behind the scenes. They like to do, like if you have visual work like any sort of design um, or fitness or um, again like food anything like that where you can do before and after photos um, and things like that it's 
really great for people to see uh, or to showcase your work like that. Um, to actually like grow though, I mean, um, Instagram is still probably one of the best places to organically grow because you can easily reach out to people. Um, you can form partnerships um, and get people to post on your behalf and things like that where um, where you can grow your audience for relative in a relatively short amount of time for um not sorry for and it's like fairly easy to do so as well I guess mm. Mm -hmm. I think I think audience growth is one of the most challenging like if you know unless you put like a lot of money behind you know uh putting your your feed in front of somebody else it's really hard to grow organically. It used to be a lot easier where you could mm -hmm. um, just reach out to people, but I think people are a lot more private these days on social media and and it's really hard to get in front of, you know, your ideal client. So what are, what are some tactics people can use? And maybe, it, maybe you just have to pay, I don't know, but mm -hmm. it's like, you know, I guess some cheap, maybe some easy tactics people can use to get them, you know, to grow their audience. Mm -hmm. yeah um well I guess I'll keep talking about Instagram since we're there but um uh, one of the things that we do there is sort of like I mean I guess you could call it influencer marketing but kind of partnering up with other accounts who have like a similar audience to you and a lot of the times we'll do um like for product-based companies they can promote a product or do some sort of contest where um people can actually follow your account in in turn um signing up or like for an entry into the contest um things like that are probably the easiest way and you can often do them where you'll sort of share audiences so um mm -hmm. you can just share posts back and forth to promote to each other's audiences and um you know one thing I do love about Instagram too is that people are still super friendly like I think out of all of the social platforms people on Instagram are the most um willing to connect and say hi to pretty much anyone so um it makes it sort of a little bit easier to go out there and do that too yeah I agree I definitely agree because I feel like yeah Facebook you're you're very protective of your friends in Facebook whereas Instagram I don't know why I don't know why that there's a difference but there you're right yeah. there definitely is a difference people are much more willing to connect with people they don't know so much or they're mm -hmm. following you know it's, it's, more, it's, a, it's definitely more of a social platform than Facebook I know that's a weird thing to totally. say but um <laughs> yeah so if somebody wants to grow their platform and then grow their business right and they're like okay Bethany I need you I need I need your help what mm -hmm. are some steps that you would take with a client yeah, totally. Um, well, the first thing we do is always look at, of course, like their overall like goal, what they want to actually achieve out of their social. Um, part of the reason I started doing more content recently is because a lot of people I was talking to just wanted to kind of have a bit more of a presence, which is totally fair and achievable as well. So um, usually, of course, like we'll start with that and then sort of build a strategy around it, which a lot of the time encompasses doing a little bit of content and then um running different ads and of course depending on you know if they're trying to make sales online or get more leads for their team to talk to that type of thing um and we can kind of build a strategy around that and then following up with any leads that we get for them as well mm. 
are Facebook, Instagram pretty much like the basics, the must for social media? Would you, um, would you recommend that companies go on LinkedIn or other platforms? Mm-hmm. Um, Facebook and Instagram are great because they're really personal. I think if you have a service or a product that you're offering to consumers, then those two platforms are really essential if you're t- if you're going more business to business. So LinkedIn is definitely the place to go. Mm-hmm. And how about budget? Is there like a minimum amount of spend that people like? If if you know if you're like I have you know three hundred four hundred dollars to spend on a campaign, is that even worth doing, or do you need more money? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, again, it depends like what the ultimate goal is. Um, if you were just trying to do something like a little bit more of awareness or maybe gain some new followers with a few hundred dollars, I think that that's definitely achievable. Um, if we were to build out like a proper campaign, that's, um, like a sales funnel where you're getting leads or generating sales, I would say no, just because, you do need to have a little bit of budget to actually test that out. Um, but usually if you're doing engagement, um, it's so cheap to do an engagement campaign that with a few hundred dollars, you, you'll definitely get something for that at least. Mm. And what is, what are some changes you've seen through social media and maybe what do you, and then maybe I'm just putting you on the spot with this, this question, but That's okay. no. <laughs> um, where do you see like, especially like pay-per-click, um, advertising going in the future is it just going to get more and more expensive or is it going to go to other platforms and I, like what you know I, I know it's hard to to see in the future but what do you That's see okay. is um, sort of where uh, companies should be spending their resources mm-hmm. um, I mean so I feel like there's a couple questions like I definitely of course like um pay-per-click will go up um, as it just gets more competitive than that. Um, The one thing I do like about social like Facebook or Instagram ads is that you can kind of manipulate it a little bit because when you have really creative ads um, and things that people are engaging with, the platform will automatically um, show it to more people if you're getting a lot of engagement. So there are kind of ways to do that. Um, To be honest, like in a way, I sort of like that just because um, it almost makes you, it, it makes the people that survive on those platforms, you you have to be a better marketer, otherwise you just won't be making any money. Um, and it also, it kind of forces you to build out like the back end of your funnel as well. So I'm sure that you have probably seen people who are offering like an ebook for $7.99 or like these really cheap front end offers. Um, I think that as the costs go up, you'll probably start seeing a lot more of that. And then a lot more people building out the back end of those funnels where, um, you know, they're selling like coaching or something like that, higher end courses for like a few thousand dollars on the back end and just really trying to pad the front end of their like email list or contact list at the front. Mm, that's yeah. Um, yeah did that answer all of your questions yep. I feel like there was another one <laughs> yeah, so I kind of packed okay. a couple of questions in, <laughs> in okay cool. one but yes yeah, so you, you definitely answered my question okay so, so you uh, you said that bef- uh, before you're leaning more towards content marketing and um 
what is the difference between content marketing and pay-per-click and should one company mm-hmm. focus on one over the other or what is the strategy behind those two avenues mm-hmm. um yeah so um with content marketing i mean typically i would recommend that more if you already had an audience that you were um that you were pushing it out to um unless you're on instagram or something like that where you're actively like growing that audience as well and you're driving a lot of people back to your profile so you need to be more up to date with the content um with the ppc um i mean the way that it works on like facebook and instagram is it's active marketing so you're targeting people based on their interests not necessarily based on something that they're searching for like on google so um with that we use a little bit more direct copy like we're always asking for something we're always there's always like a really strong purpose behind an ad like that that we're setting out um even if it is a little bit more awareness but with your content that you're just publishing um whether it's a blog or a social media post you have a little bit more leniency just because you're not actually putting dollars behind it every um every post that goes out mm. and so you know with the rise of um, platforms like TikTok and Clubhouse mm-hmm. is the new one. Should yeah. companies um, jump on those platforms or should they wait until they're a little bit more mature? Mm. Um, it depends. I think so like new platforms like that, the good thing about them, um, and I don't actually know a ton about um clubhouse so I can't really speak about that one specifically but newer platforms like TikTok for example um they the way that they get popular is by helping other people get popular right so they're giving whether it's like a person or a brand or whatever the opportunity to just get way more attention way more engagement really easily so I think that for the brands that are able to kind of get on there earlier I think it's definitely a really big um uh, very valuable for them to be able to do so because they can just get established and kind of be one of the first people or brands on a platform like that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes because i i mean i don't like to go on platforms unless like i know like it just feels like it's another yeah another thing to do like another thing to post okay. on um and so like how i mean how can one manage is there an easy way of managing all these different platforms or or is it just the you know hiring somebody to do it? is that the easiest way <laughs> um I mean for sure that makes it easier on you but um <laughs> <laughs> I think the best thing to do honestly um I mean if you're if you're making the content of course it doesn't hurt to publish it anywhere that you can but I would always recommend to really focus on one platform just so that you can actually give that all of your um, energy to actually grow there. And then, of course, like you'll see people doing it where they'll send people from Instagram to YouTube or vice versa. And you kind of can kind of leverage them um, to grow each other. But I think that spending the majority of your time on one is really the way to go, um, even mm-hmm. if you're publishing stuff on all of all the platforms. Well, and yeah. so currently you're doing a contest for Miss Jet Set. Can you? Because uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess that was kind of what, you know, you know, piqued my interest and, and re kind of connected over that. 
Um, so totally. what, yeah, what is that uh, contest about and why did you decide to enter? Yeah, totally. Um, well, I actually found it on, through an Instagram ad. Um, you did have to apply to get accepted to actually be a part of the contest. And um, so the reason that I decided to actually join it was because um, I looked at their actual magazine and they have some really, um, I guess, high-end contributors. So there's people like, there was like Richard Branson and Robert Kiyosaki and a couple other ones whose names um, escape my mind right now, but they have people like that who are contributing and talking about stuff like finance and lifestyle um, and like innovation and stuff like that. So I thought that it would be very um, interesting to get on the cover of something like that, even if it was more like, I mean, the actual contest is kind of like a popularity contest if I'm being fully honest. Um, but I think that in my industry and like actually being on something like that, um, just with the readership that they have, it could be really valuable um, for sure. And you, and you are a avid traveler, I believe. Yes, I love traveling. <laughs> when, when it's not COVID, right? I know. <laughs> where, yeah. where are some of your favorite places to travel? Ooh, um, anywhere warm. I love probably my favorites were Thailand um, and Peru though. So like mm. slightly more exotic places. Um, I feel like I like going places where English isn't the first language because it makes me feel like I'm actually traveling. <laughs> um, I've been to like New Zealand, which is beautiful too, but it feels like you're kind of just back home but in a different setting. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah. And so how do you keep up with a job that is always changing? What are some tools that you use to, to keep up with uh, everything that's going on with, with social and pay-per-click? Mm. Um, yeah, I, to be honest, I, um, I do pay people for their time to do stuff like that. I've, I've taken like thousands of online courses. Um, I, I mean, maybe not a thousand, but like a hundred. Um, and I'm also, I'm in different communities like that on Facebook where they are, um, kind of sharing information like that as well. Um, one that I will name drop because I think that they're awesome. And if you're looking for help with Facebook ads, I definitely would recommend it. Um, it's called FATC through the Digital Distillery. Um, and the founder, Kat Howell, um, is amazing. And they have um, coaches in there and stuff like that. They have people um, that work really closely with Facebook on and like kind of get updates on the algorithms and stuff like that as it's coming out. So I'm pretty connected in there. And then... Um, there's other there's other groups and stuff like that that I'm into uh, mm -hmm. sorry that I'm in that I kind of follow like that as well and sort of courses is there any that you would recommend um yeah I mean the ones with Kat Howell I think that if you're looking to get into Facebook advertising and especially like e-commerce they um I don't know if there's a better one than that for uh from her um Another really good one, I um, I think Billy Jean from Billy Jean is marketing. I think he actually retired. I've been following him, and he keeps talking about that. But if you're able to still get your hands on some of his courses, he has um, very like well-rounded training where they talk about like copywriting and 
creating videos, like what to actually say in your videos, how to make yourself stand out. So if you're looking for something that's a little bit more well-rounded in terms of that, I would recommend him. Awesome. Yeah, I'll put those in the show notes for people who want to check those out. Um, And then so I'm going to finish off with one last question. And this is a question I ask all my guests. And that is, do you have a favorite book or one that you like to gift a lot? Um, I don't know if I've gifted a book um, recently, but that actually just made me think of one that was gifted to me, which I really liked. Um, It was actually by Jane Simmons um, and it was called Me Inc. And it was a, it's a really interesting book because he's um, obviously a musician, but he's very smart in like business and life stuff as well. And and so um, in the book, he talks about like, especially as a business person, like running your life as a business. Um, And he has, anyways, he has some really interesting um, points in there that he makes that I've found very helpful. Yes. And he's an excellent marketer as well. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's a genius. So if, if you remember, what are some, some couple good tips that Gene Simmons can pass on? (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Um, Yeah. One of the ones, oh my gosh. I don't know why this stuck in my head, but he talks about like money a lot and like saving your money and like being smart with it, even in terms of like buying a house versus like in versus like renting when you're looking at it for personal use and that type of things. And one of the things that um, has stuck with me is what uh, he said, um, a penny saved is worth two earned because um, of like a penny or whatever dollar amount that you have, Um, if you spend that and then have to go back and earn it you still have to pay your taxes again on it you still have to spend the time to make it back um, and um, inflation and all of that type of thing so um, I thought that was really interesting Um, and yeah because of course it's easy to spend your money on things I don't yeah 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 true right (laughs) do anything for you (laughs) I know I know Tony Robbins gives that same advice so that's that's really important okay um, but yeah, that's not something you would expect in a rock and roll uh, autobiography, is it? <laughs> right. No. Yeah. yeah. He's really smart. I like it. <laughs> well, Bethany, thank you so much for spending the time with me today. I really appreciate it. I know you're super busy. Uh, for people who want to reach out to you, if they want to hire you, where is the best way to find you? Um, yeah, everything's on my website. There's more information and there's also contact forms on bmediagroup.com. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Publishing for Profit. Please like and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.